Welcome to Political Coffee, your one-hour thought-provoking news and commentary as you begin your day. And now, here's your host, Jeff Croft. Hey, good morning, everybody. Great to be with you today on Political Coffee. It is um, an interesting day, interesting weekend, lots to talk about, and we'll get to all of it. As we get through the show today, 503-589-1220 is the Power Buick GMC talk line. 503-589-1220 emails to Jeff at 1220.am. Jeff at KSLM.news in a postscript to Saturday's college football games. So to Gary, I say, go Beeps. The Ducks won convincingly. My guess is they move up if they haven't already in the college football bowl and playoffs um, rankings. Oregon State blew it. They did. Jonathan Smith made the mistake that Dan Lanning, coach of the Ducks, made. When Lanning lost in the Ducks, by a field goal to Washington, who, by the way, got a scare this weekend. They almost got beat. But the Beavers did the same thing. I don't know what possessed Jonathan Smith to do the dumbest of all dumb things. They're ready to kick a field goal. It was a 10-10 tie at the, at the time. They're 20 yards out. It's fourth down. What do they do? They direct snap it to the the kicker. And the kicker tries to run it in and falls way short. What on earth possessed you in your mind, Jonathan Smith, to do something so stupid? Guess what? The Ducks lost to Washington. By a field goal because they did the same darn dumb stupid thing. Now, Beavers lost to Arizona by a field goal. They would at least had a tied game and had the opportunity to win. That's my rant. Now, let me say this. There's a story in Breitbart. Don't know if you saw it, folks. But Coach Dan Lanning has to weigh in on the main gun shooting. Here's the headline. Video, Oregon Ducks head coach talks gun control after main shootings. Now, Coach, stay in your lane. Shut up. Oh, apparently, some of the players told him this spring that gun violence was really important to them. And I just want to ask everybody, he said, what are we doing about it? Well, maybe you ought to advocate that they actually enforce the laws that are on the books today. 
because most gun violence shootings, which are what this guy in Maine did, most of them can be prevented. Now, if mental health is the problem, we have to be really careful that we do not take away people's constitutional rights the way we have in Oregon with a red flag law. It says you get your guns taken away first and then you go to court to prove that you're not mentally ill. Now this guy in, you know, shot himself, the main shooting suspect, legally purchased a gun. He got he went through a background check. I mean, after all, he's a army reservist. He was never involuntarily committed for mental health issues, even though he was taken to a hospital for evaluation. But that evaluation is not a disqualifying factor for gun purchases. And it's not the same thing as being involuntarily committed. Being involuntarily committed disqualifies an individual from gun purchases. And then we learn What we learn is that he made threats. This is another story out there. He made threats to fellow guardsmen. So I want to ask you this account. I ask you to to share this. What do you think is the proper direction here? Now, do you search somebody's social media? If somebody's made a threat or feels that they've made a threat, do you search social media then? Now I want to I want to take that and 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 say all right, so so what if you find that now again, you want to go back to Maine law, there's an involuntarily committed statute there. So would that have so would a new law have stopped this? I mean if the guy is making veiled threats towards other um you know fellow reserve army people then would that then qualify him for further investigation, this is a story in the Gateway Pundit. It says, Maine law enforcement received statewide alert on veiled threats by this guy. Weeks before, he went into the bowling alley in the bar and killed 18 people and injured 13. Okay. So, would that have and should that have triggered then some kind of a look into What's this guy saying? How is he making veiled threats? Is it social media? Is it other things? Did he say it to people? What should have happened at that point? Also, I want to talk now about the pushback that is occurring, and appropriately so, to the 
Um, where is that story here? Uh, maybe it's in emails. I think it's an email. Clackamas County sent, and you all should be sending this, and thanks, Dwight, for sending it to Avis, who sent it to me. The letter to the guy in charge, Mr. Andrews, at the Oregon Secretary of State's office. This is over the request for proposal that was issued that allows, this is where they're, they're wanting to hire a company that is going to monitor speech. This is about what is, who's going to define what is unacceptable speech regarding like what is suppression. So if we question an election, like say Mark Fieldman is doing right now with his lawsuit, if you say anything, I'll say on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter, this RFP is supposed to examine it and then do what? Hmm? Well, there's this I mean, it's a long email, and, and I wish I could read through it, but it is one written by Dwight. And it's a good one. Bottom line is this. There, the news media story on this, and Art, I'll get to you in a second here. Oregon signs a contract with an AI-powered threat intelligence platform to combat election misinformation and spy on citizens. Now, Dwight's email talks about how this is highly unconstitutional and what's being, well, what's happened already, lawsuit filed, A federal judge limiting the Biden administration from working with social media companies. Jim Jordan's U.S. House Judiciary Committee is demanding records detailing collusion to the Biden administration to censor conservatives. This is no different than that. This is perhaps one of the greatest threats to your liberty you could ever imagine. Let's go to the phones. Let's go to Art. Art, good morning. Okay, Jeff, you better give me enough time to talk about this. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, anyways, this is what happens when you have too much woke and politically correct BS. We have created a situation where we don't address problems correctly, Jeff, uh, and these individuals do not get locked up because they need to be locked up, period. Uh, when 
then they have psychological problems like this one guy had. And there's lots of them out there, Jeff. Uh, you and I both know there's schizophrenia. There's people who, you know, lead double lives. I forget what they call that. Uh, but um, you and I have been a lot around for a long time. We didn't have these problems so much when we had, uh, you know, a... a state hospital that was run correctly we didn't release people who obviously were incurable no matter what because they won't stay on their meds uh, to control their psychological problems and then we have all these problems it's running amok and then you throw the drug situation the math that destroys people's brains, etc., etc. So, here we have it. We have the big problem. We got to quit the political correct BS. We got to hold our uh, government accountable for not doing their damn job. That guy should have been locked up, Jeff. He shouldn't have been out. And... He wasn't, and we ended up with this great tragedy. Okay. Well said. I've said well enough said. today, and man, but we got to address the problem. Government's the problem from being too politically cracked and woke. Bye, Jeff. Well said, Art. Excited all together. 620 back in a moment. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's 23 minutes past the top of the hour. You know, Art's right about that. There's a lot of contributing factors. Government, which turns loose the mentally ill because they won't institutionalize them, the ones that are dangerous is as much to blame here as governments that didn't enforce the laws already in place. Because in Maine, if you are involuntarily committed for mental health issues, and Art's right, this guy should have been off the streets. He should have been in, the fact that he's making veiled threats to fellow members, and again, this is a um, gateway pundit story about this guy. The fact that he was doing this should have triggered something. Now, this is these are laws that are already on the books. And excuse me, Dan Lanning, coach of the Ducks. We don't need any more gun control laws. This guy could in fact been committed already now Kamala Harris as I illustrated on Friday and I put that on the show plan it's up on our political coffee clatch page 
on Telegram and also at kslm.news under our Under Political Coffee podcast. She called for mass gun confiscation, folks, over this incident. They're not even hiding it anymore. Joe Biden says we ought to have lawsuits against gun manufacturers. How would that have saved anybody here? Hmm? Now, this is different than the red flag law in Oregon. Now, get into that in a moment. Folks, did you notice with a little cold over the you know, last couple of days? I did. Freedom Heating and Air, folks, has a new special running on your furnace tune-up. Seriously. I mean, look, you know, <laughs> for the last couple of nights, I mean, we're, you know, it just, you know, hanging around 28, 29 degrees. At least I am in the country. I, look, you know if your system's not keeping up. Why don't you call Freedom Heating and Air and have them come and do a tune-up? They're running a special on this right now. $80 for a furnace tune-up. It includes one indoor unit and one outdoor unit. So if you've got a heat pump, right, you've got an indoor and an outdoor unit. Any additional units are only $40. Folks, this isn't much. I mean, you know what it costs to put somebody, I mean, today's, thank you, Joe Biden, leftist inflation. Thank you, leftists that run the state of Oregon that have to keep raising all of our expenses for everything. Well, it costs money to put a service tech in a vehicle and drive out to your home and do the tune-up. This is a deal. It's $89. I think I misspoke. I said it was $80. It's $89 for a furnace tune-up. It includes the indoor and outdoor unit. Any additional units are $40. Filters and parts are extra. This price is valid for addresses within 25 miles of Salem. So you could be in Dallas. You could be in Staten, Silverton. This promotion ends on the 30th of November. So you got a month, folks. Please mention KSLM. So this is from the folks at Freedom Heating and Air. Give them a call. If you want to take advantage of this promotion, what a deal. Call Freedom Heating and Air, 503-580-1456, 580-1456. Check out their website, freedomheatingandair.net, freedomheatingandair.net. It's a new promo. Get your furnace tuned up. I uh, got an email from Austin. I had an interesting thought this morning, he writes, watching Newsmax. They were talking about more strikes involving wages. I thought how bad all of this conflict, protesting, and strikes have been. They're all connected to Joe Biden's anti-economic policy and weak leadership causing all this inflation and chaos around the world. We can't get President Trump back quick enough. It never would happen under Trump. Let's go, Brandon. He also said, by the way, about the city of Salem, income tax. The city of Salem at some point increased the city operations fee on our water bill from about $8 to almost $15 a month. That's almost a 100% increase. It's ridiculous. And they want more. Yes, they do. 
it's another reason for if you know anybody in your world that has not yet voted no on the Salem to voted no on this income tax increase, you need to remind them. Have you looked at your water bill? Did you see almost a hundred percent increase in the operations fee on the water bill? And they want another $506 a year from you or $1,000 for a working family? It'd be a great thing for you to share that with other people. Persuadable conversations with persuadable people. Now, look, I want to say thanks to all of you, including Curtis and John and Tim and all of you who showed up with Petunia on both Friday and Saturday and did sign waving. Seriously. Thank you to all of you for showing up with Petunia to take a stand against, to be visible out there and taking a stand against the new Salem City income tax. All right, it's 6.30. I want to talk more about this gun control issue and the Oregon surgeon... You know, the guy with the funky pink hair who's performing gender-altering surgeries at OHSU got mentioned by the new House Speaker, Mike Johnson. It's good. More people need to be aware of. Back in a moment, 6.30. Call Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. We are back. It is 23 minutes before the top of the hour. Here's what we're talking about today. If you're just joining us, the... um, what, what new law would have stopped the main shooter? A new mental health law? Or was there enough in place already since he was making veiled threats of violence against fellow Army reservists? Shouldn't that have been enough to, as, as Art said earlier, to have involuntarily committed him where he could not have gone and bought the gun that he bought legally that he used to murder 18 people and wound another 13? And should people like Dan Lanning, the coach of the Ducks, talk about gun control, mental health and gun control? Yeah, I'm talking all about it because gun violence. You know, Dan, maybe you ought to look into the actual facts. In fact, some of you who know the actual facts of gun violence know that almost all of it is suicide. It's not people picking up a gun and shooting other people with it. But those that are, are already violating new or laws on the books. Maybe you ought to help share that, you, especially you Duck fans. Maybe you ought to help share it with Coach Dan Lanning. Stay in your lane, Coach. You're creating more problems for yourself. Don't answer dumb questions like that, okay? You're just being baited. Be smart enough not to allow yourself to be baited into that kind of thing. 
About gun control, Gino writes an email, by the way, if you want to comment on that. We're also talking about uh, just a whole number of other things, including um, Israeli, Gaza, the incursion that's incurring there. Oregon signed this contract with an AI-powered threat intelligence platform to combat election misinformation and spy on citizens. This is unconstitutional, blatantly so. Those of you need to contact Philip Andrews, who's the guy at the Secretary of State's office, and object strenuously there's a great email that Dwight put together, and Dwight put together a long email to Mr. Andrews with links in it. If you guys want to see that, send me an email. I'll forward it to you. Regarding gun control, Gino writes this. Why bother with gun control and red flag laws when the dope in the White House holds the biggest gun of all? The nuclear football. I've termed him in four times. And yet he still has the launch codes. Doug writes an email about when is a proper threat or a veiled threat worthy of investigation? Why should we believe government lawmakers and state protection service goons who serve them are allowed to make laws beyond the limits of the consent of the governed? When do we, the people, become the domestic enemy of the government? People created the government to protect all rights keeping the pieces being replaced with keeping order. If men were angels, no laws would be necessary. When they are corrupt, no law will work. I can't disagree with that at all. John Adams said if men were angels, no laws would be necessary. Folks, this is so important. We have to take a stand for our rights because if we don't, We'll lose them. This is why what you're doing every day, I hope, in this radio show, about having persuasive conversations about these things with people who are persuadable in your world, it's up to you. By the way, they're showing video on uh, of violent protesters Breaking in, I believe this was a Russian uh, airport because they had heard these are violent supporters of Hamas and Muslims. They had heard that a plane load of Israelis was arriving at this airport, which it wasn't. These people are crazy. Shows them in mass storming an airport. And then it shows, there's another video here about black Hebrew Israelites battled pro-Palestinian protesters. Where? In Chicago. Now, how did that happen? How did it happen that all across the world, there are all of these massive protests and in America and all across the world, Massive protests supporting Hamas, the murderers. Well, there's a story in the Liberty Daily about how George Soros, 
and his organizations have funneled over $15 million into pro-Hamas organizations through his Open Society Foundations. He has more than one of them. You think all of this was just stood up immediately? You would be wrong. Because folks, these people are highly organized and people like George Soros, who is an evil, as evil can be, Now, there's a couple of other things here that I need to share with you that I think are really important. One of the ways we stop this, one of the ways, is prayer. For those of you who believe in it, you need to be engaging in it. For our elected leaders, all of them, including Governor Tina which is hard to pray for, just as it was was worse. I mean, I don't know, Tina Kotek. I knew Kate Brown because I served with her in the house. She's evil. So is Tina. So is Joe Biden. So is Hamas. The spirit that controls them, and it is a spirit, folks, is right out of the pit of hell. It's a demonic spirit. We need to pray that all their evil plans are thwarted. We need to pray for our leaders and against their ideas. We need to come against the spirit that, well, that absolutely controls their thought processes. And then we need to pray for the righteous leaders that are arising all across this country, all across this country, at every level in school boards, especially school boards, because that's the battle for the soul of the country right there, folks, in public education. We need to pray for our county commissioners, our city councilors, like here in Salem, that they see the light because they have felt the heat of the people when we repeal their unjust income tax, and that they be held accountable for lying to the public about it, because they are. We also need to pray for Mike Johnson. There's a great piece in the Epoch Times, and I'll have it up on the show plan today. Here's the headline. How Mike Johnson became speaker through prayer and not politics. The subheadline is the unusual path of this Louisiana congressman described as a man with no enemies who suddenly became Speaker of the House. If you thought that just happened miraculously, it did. He is unabashed and unafraid to stand up and speak of his faith. And if you watched his speech after being elevated to Speaker of the House, you would know that. It's a, it's a wonderful article, and it gives you a little bit more on the background on who this man is. Uh, let's go to Jim. Jim, good morning. How are you? Pretty good. I missed, uh, let's see it, Jim. I just got a couple of questions. I was wondering if you could go back to like three feet in the seven because down here in the valley at night, you can't get you in the dark. I can't listen to you. The sweet home, Lebanon, or Albany. You know, because it only, at night, it don't go out very far to your station. And also, I know. about that Lady Chavez not voting for uh, 
Jordan, I, I don't understand that. And then I heard Tillman uh, talking about how they're going to take what I write to talk a great deal about the election and also about passing a law about, uh, I know I'm unloading on you, Pass a law about uh, you only can count it electronically, the votes. So I just want to hear your opinion. So I can hear you on the phone. So one of, one of the things I want to encourage you to do, though, Jim, is to get the KSLM app. It's in the App Store, and you can listen to the show um, as you're driving around. That's often how I listen to it. So, um, all right. So, so let let's take. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to remember all the things you just. Chavez, Chavez. What about her? Okay. All right, all right. So, so Lori Chavez Dreamer called me because uh, I'm one of her unofficial advisors. And, and hang on through the break, and I'll get to it on the other side. We'll talk about Lori Chavez and the reasons why she voted against Jordan and why she voted in favor of Mike Johnson. This is a good one. And then we'll talk about free speech and those things. So, Jim, hang on. We'll get to the other side of the break. It's 648. Jeff now at 503-589-1220. That's 503-589-1220. Let's return now to more of Political Coffee with Jeff Krupp. It's nine minutes till the top of the hour. In a moment, we'll get back to to Jim. Uh, Art writes a text message about, you know, we need to send Tina a copy of the Bible and ask her to please read Praying doesn't help because she isn't educated in what she should be doing. Well, you're right about that. But at the same time, praying to supernaturally block her bad ideas, her evil ideas, would be a good thing. That's what I think. Um, my pillow, folks, is a great organization that you know as you know advertises on this radio station and this show if you want to support and I mean it if you want to support your own freedom by ensuring that elections are not stolen rigged by machines and algorithms you need to support my pillow you need to buy Things that you use every day in your home, like dish towels, like regular towels, like bedding and sheets, or things you might want to give away for gifts, you know, like for Christmas, like I did last year. And you do that at deep discounts. You're going to spend the money anyway. Why not spend it with a company and this radio station that supports your liberty? Go to MyPillow.com. Use the promo code PC23. There's incredible deals there right now. PC23. I'm absolutely going to buy more and more of my Christmas gifts from MyPillow. You should too. 
MyPillow.com. Use the promo code PC23. All right. So with Lori Chavez Dreamer, we had this conversation because she knew I was unhappy with her, as many of you communicated with her. And thank you for doing that, by the way. Your displeasure with the fact that she was voting against Jim Jordan. She called me to explain. Now, I, I don't agree with her analysis necessarily, but it's what she believes. She was willing to vote for him. And he talked to her three times, called her specifically to talk to her. They had conversation. She was willing to vote for him, but only if he could get a majority. If he could get down to four or five, she was willing to be one of the ones to vote for him. She's not said that publicly, but you need to understand that. And part of it is because of, I mean, folks, she barely won her election. Now, this is all about getting reelected because she is the number one target of Democrats. They want this seat and they want it badly. Now, I believe that it wouldn't matter who she voted for. I believe some of her other votes were perhaps more damaging to her, like voting for the debt limit increase. We've seen how that's working out. But she did text me later that say she voted for Mike Johnson. She believes he's a man of integrity like Jim Jordan. And she said that to me. She likes Jim Jordan. She thinks he's a man of integrity. So I, I wanted to share that with you, Jim. Believe me, her her vote was based on that she believes she would have trouble defending her vote for Jim Jordan if she was maybe one or two people out there that chose to vote for him and a whole bunch of Republicans continue to vote against him in the conference. Well, here's the reality of it. I think nobody cares about that when it comes to November of 2024, you know, they're not going to care about who you voted for for speaker. You know why? Because it's all going to be about Biden corruption and Trump. The speaker's race isn't going to matter. Now, having said all of that, the fact that Mike Johnson, this is why we need to pray for him, for wisdom, discernment, and unafraid leadership like Trump is unafraid to stand up. We need to pray for that because that's all the things that the House is going to do in the next couple of weeks. And by the way, they've been working there through the weekend, at least the appropriations committees have been. And that's what they need to do. They need to take every one of those budgets. And I told Lori that. And she knows it and she agrees. Every one of those budgets need to be sent, to be completed on the House side and sent over to the Senate. Because the Senate wants to do an omnibus bill. And that's what all the big funders of the Republicans want, not to mention the Democrats, the medical industrial complex, the homeless industrial complex, the pharma industrial complex, the military industrial complex, they all want these big omnibus bills like Biden wants them. They're all meant to continue the gravy train, the corruption, and it's there. I gotta read some emails here, folks. Uh, Corby writes, 
about the main shooting. Yes, government is the problem. They're always they are always the problem. But in reality, we the people are the problem. I'm not bashing the police, but I'm sorry the police are not keeping us safe from the people in Maine would not be dead right now. Please show up to write a report and scrape the carcasses off the ground after the fact. I understand they can't be everywhere at all times, and that's the point. They can't keep us safe as well as government doesn't look out for our best interests. So people need to wake up and understand that. I heard people in Maine saying they were in lockdown and almost proud of it. That's the wrong approach. The whole community should be out in force hunting the guy down and telling the police to stand by since they didn't do the job in the first place. More guns in good hands would have solved this. Likewise, I really appreciate the fire department, but let's face it. They don't show up until your house is half burnt down or your car is a crumpled mess. Sorry to say, but people need to stop being so gullible and wake up to reality. Rich writes about gun control. Please notice that in most cases, gun violence is the highest in blue states and cities. That should be enough to show the lack of enforcing laws on the books that don't work. The agenda is to keep violence going to push gun control on everyone. Isn't it strange how gun violence increases at the most timely occurrences? Hmm. And a state employee... No, I won't, um, I won't say that. I got another email here uh, from a listener. How about finishing the pro-Hamas chant that the anti-Israel and anti-Semites are chanting? How does this sound? From the river to the sea, we must see Hamas defeat. If you know what people are chanting and saying, that's what he's referring to. What's amazing to me is across the world. And, and Rich, thanks for the great <laughs> cartoon about Mike Johnson sawing off the horn of the rhino GOP establishment. Well done. Well done. Folks, you need to pray for every one of our leaders and for those that are acting under the control of evil. Pray against that spirit. Pray against their ideas. Pray they wake up like some have. And then pray for our leaders who are standing up at every level. And then you have to be willing to take a stand yourself. Not give an inch. Carry your weapons legally. Be prepared to use them. Pray. Yeah. Dead home. So many-